I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going in Raw News Brief. News We're going to try to keep this one brief because it's Monday and people have stuff to do, Larson. Yeah. But before we do, I just want to say smash that like button. Yes, please. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. I think that's a good goal for a sure, Monday. Sure. And the sky's the limit from there, man. Yeah, why not? Anyways, what's in the news? What's in the news? This is coming from the sun. So my understanding is take this with a grain of salt. Yeah, isn't the sun like... It's tabloid, it's my understanding. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Daniel Cutts was author of this story, so he tweeted it out. So in short, he'll, he'll give us the, the abstract of the larger story. Yeah. Uh, his tweet read, quote, bit of a different one, told the WB have stepped up talks to bring one of the major pay-per-views to the UK amid the successful BT Sport link-up. 30-year anniversary of SummerSlam in 2022 looked at. Of course, in the actual article in the Sun, they go into more detail and yada yada. Yeah, kind of. It's still very vague. Like, oh, it's totally. Th- there's not like it's not really sourced. It's like rumors are going around. I know. But I will say this: uh, they do seem to be making a really big deal out of the BT Sport thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone kind of, I think, in my eyes, anyways, lends some credence to the idea that WWE could be doing more stuff. Well, I guess it lends credence to the idea that possibly it could be discussed. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. That w- it wouldn't surprise me necessarily. No, I mean it's been they did it before in is, 1992. Yeah, and they've been, and then you know it's it's been discussed and, and clamored for mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in you know in United Kingdom wrestling circles ever since then. NXT UK is a hit, and yeah. it's on like normal TV there. I think on BT. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. So you know, I would love for this to happen. I think it'd be cool. I mean, I don't. I, I just. I mean, as we've seen with. With Crown Royal shows, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever issues, granted, you know, it, they, they may have with time zones and having shows on a particular hour to, to, to satisfy their largest market, that being here in the States, mm-hmm. and whether conflicts may arise from that, I guess, seemingly, with the Saudi shows haven't been as huge of a deal, typically not on Sundays, uh, they haven't been yet, which is historically when uh, pay-per-views air. Um, with the eight-hour time difference for here for people us on the West Coast, so if we do a <clears throat> eight o'clock, well, it's kind of well. The big, I think, the bigger deal would really be the East Coast. Like, I mean, that's what the well, that's they're, they're that's only a five-hour time. difference. I know exactly. Yeah, it's only a five-hour time difference. Buzz is going to say if they have an eight p.m. start, yeah, it'd be three o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, and it'd be noon here. But then by the time a wrestle or a WrestleMania would end. Local time in the United Kingdom to be midnight. Okay, so I think Mania is off the. I, I and in uh, fact, Tom Kalu here yeah. on Twitter says uh, he said the WWE are not in any talks to bring WrestleMania to the UK. I asked the question, and that is the simple, emphatic response. I think we can both agree. Yeah, that WrestleMania is not happening. I don't think WrestleMania is going to happen. But I guess there. the point is, uh, in terms of fitting, because. 
Because here in the States, East Coast is the start time of 7 p.m., mm-hmm. 4 p.m. here. So typically, for most shows, uh, the show's wrapped by 11 p.m. Uh, East Coast. Yeah. At the latest, for anything but WrestleMania, probably. Yeah. I mean, these days they've been doing like three and a half hour shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it'll, think, be, it'll be weird. It'll I'm just be thinking if they, if, they, if they have to push the start time further back uh, it, to accommodate the U.S. crowd here sure. in the States, is it going to get to the point where it's almost too late to do it in the United Kingdom? And it maybe it's just it's a small quibble. I'm just yeah spitballing here. Yeah. Why time zones might still be an issue. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think. I, I think that's probably the case. But uh, I don't know. You figure it's on a Sunday. Like, you know, what do you, what, what, what we have heck? a poster here for the Royal Rumble 92, I believe, which is here in Sacramento. And it said the start time is it's on here somewhere like noon. Yeah. And that was like Sacramento's here in California. It's not the United Kingdom. So at one point they started the show true for now. Super early. Yeah. Was it on there? I swear it was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think that'd be great. I think they should do it. Why not? Big deal. Big money deal. I mean, that's yeah, right the, hey, dude, 12.45 p.m. Hey, that's, you know, that's the bigger deal, though. It's all about the money. If, if, if somebody in the U.K. ponied up enough money. Yeah, if Richard Branson <laughs> cut a, a, a $500 million check. They, they, wouldn't get, they wouldn't care if it aired at 3 o'clock in the morning here. Nope. They'd be like, hey, this is money. It's going to bring our stock price up. That's all they care about right yep. now. So if people, the money was right. Summer Slam uh, uh, when they wake up in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't care. No, they wouldn't care. A uh, little interesting bit of news coming out of TakeOver's post, uh, post-TakeOver Facebook live stream with Triple H and the departing <sighs> Kathy Kelly. Uh, there is some rumors apparently going around. Because, you know, both Raw and NXT are on USA Network. The USA Network might have had something to do with Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte happening at WrestleMania to get some co-brand promotion in there. Some going on, promote both shows, yeah. Triple H had this to say about that, though. Actually, USA had no involvement. This is a quote. This is in uh, uh, WrestleTalk, had the the transcript here. Uh, Support WrestleTalk. Uh, He said, uh, actually, USA had no involvement in it, really at all. I believe that this was, to be honest... It was shocking to me when it was first mentioned to me. I believe that this was really just a decision from Vince's part on understanding where the other stories are going for the women. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Before we get to the rest of it, it was Triple H shocked that he would want uh, Charlotte to challenge Rhea? Or is Triple H shocked that there <laughs> needs to be stories outside of the four horse? No, no. I, I thought you were going to say Triple H is shocked that Vince knows who Rhea Ripley is. Or that too. But I mean, given that she had a really prominent role, like one of the most prominent yeah. roles during Survivor uh, Series. During Survivor yeah. so Series. I'm sure he does. I didn't know if it was a situation where Triple H was shocked. It's like, Vince wants to go outside the, the four horsemen to Wait, tell. you do realize Rhea is not one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. You do know that, right? Yes, I know that. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Vince seems to be expanding his horizons when it comes to uh, some of the women that NXT feature. I mean, we talked about Bianca Belair having yeah. such a prominent role in Survivor Series as well. Yeah. Of course, Shayna Baszler, she's making a big uh, to-do, big splash. Yeah. Taking a bite out of the main roster. Taking a bite out of the main roster, exactly. Uh, so that, that that's uh, kind of interesting. Vince has his uh, finger on the pulse, man. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? You know, he's killing it with the XFL. You said there was some terrific football playing oh, being played this weekend, wow. right? Wow. I mean, it, <laughs> NFL's days are numbered. Yeah, this is the quality we're going to expect from the XFL on a weekly basis. All right. The only thing I saw from this weekend was that one-minute one interview of that quarterback saying to the interviewers, she's like, hey, uh, what do you guys have to change going into the second half? He said, our entire offensive game plan. Then they benched the quarterback. <laughs> 
I was watching the uh, – this was great. I was watching the, the, the L.A.-Dallas game, and at one point the head coach for the, for the L.A. team uh, sat on the bench – and started uh, talking defensive strategy with, I guess, his defensive coordinator while sitting on the bench. I've never seen an NFL cor- uh, 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 Papa squat without talking to like I've seen Andy Reid sit next to Pat Mahomes or whomever to to look over, uh, yeah, you know, pictures or something like that. Yeah, but he was just like, all right, I'm gonna, it looked like I'm gonna sit down for a bit. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. And he's just sitting there. Oh, well, they're getting half a million. They're not getting like the millions and millions that most NFL oh, coaches I doubt the coach get. Is getting half a million dollars. Well, that's what I looked up. I said, oh, really? yeah, I looked up. I was like, how much are these guys getting paid? Half a million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, are they getting I mean, paid like sixty thousand well, a year? No, that would have to mean because they got Bob Stoops, who won a national championship at Oklahoma. You no, know, they have some former NFL head coaches on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, like Norm Chow's the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for uh, for LA for now. Yeah. Yeah. That game is awful. They're getting paid way more than the players are, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think like top player in NFL and XFL is making two fifty. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Uh somebody who might be making some more money uh in Hollywood, Sasha Banks, uh apparently has joined the cast of The Mandalorian season two. Yeah. Uh this, this is, is from, from the Matt Men, Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Breaking news on Twitter. Uh said here's another interesting tidbit we were told by the same person. We'll get to another story from them in a moment. Uh but can hundred percent confirm it. Uh, Sasha Banks will be in season two of The Mandalorian. They also added that Sasha has shot her scenes already uh, and Pro Wrestling Sheet when reporting on it. uh, Says uh, the news or involvement in the show's second season was first reported by Matt Men and sources tell us their information is accurate. Wow. So, uh, of course, it was announced uh, earlier this year, Mandalorian season two will debut in October. Yeah. Um, oh, man. As far as I'm aware, production has already begun, so it seems entirely oh, possible. So that good. Sasha, I haven't finished season one. Season yet. one is so good. That last I, episode is terrific. I got to finish that up. Maybe I'll oh, try to do man. that tonight after all. Um, no word on if uh, the Mandalorian is able to take advantage of her bum ankle. Mm. Um, or, she's, or she shows up and he goes, it's boss time. <laughs> <laughs> it's boss time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do, 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 That's do, cool do, though. Do, do. They've uh, they got a, they got a really killer cast. Just the most eclectic ca- cast. Uh, without any spoilers, can we anticipate Werner Herzog being back for season two? Or you don't want? I don't think him? so. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe. Honestly, I forget now. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I forget now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Crap, I forget. Honestly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, Gina Carano is in it. Yeah, and I remember seeing her first flick, the Soderbergh movie. Yeah, and like her, like she was primarily in that movie because they wanted like practical stunts with the actual actress, and yeah. she does that stuff. Yeah, um, wasn't like the greatest actress in the world, but evidently in the last ten years or whatever it's been since that, she's gotten pretty good as mm-hmm. like an actual actress. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see. And they got some terrific directors on that show. Um, so man, I think that's great. Can you imagine Sasha Banks working a scene with Werner Herzog? It'd be great. That'd be terrific, man. It'd be great. Be great. Uh, what uh, may be maybe great, but uh, not exactly exciting. The WWE universe is another story from Matt Men podcast. Both them and uh, Dave Meltzer reported on Saturday that John Cena's WrestleMania 36 opponent is going to be mm. Elias. Uh, Matt, Matt Men uh, added, quote, some more detail on Cena versus Elias at WrestleMania on Tuesday. We were told this by someone who would, who would know Elias isn't that high up on Vince's list. He's pretty high on Bruce Pritchard's list. This is just something for Cena to do at Mania. Uh, anyways, Meltzer called the bout 
underwhelming. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we're all saying that if this match does happen, it'd be the third consecutive mania where Elias and Cena have had a segment. Of course, last year it was uh, Dr. Thugonomics. Cena made a return yeah. to drop uh, Elias with uh, with an FU. Mm-hmm. year prior, they had a, a, a bit of an altercation before Cena got destroyed by Undertaker. Um, so uh, that's what we call long-term storytelling in the wrestling business. Not into this. How about this? I thought about this. this. I know they're saying that Elias is going to be Cena's opponent. With Elias working face lately, Cena's not turning heel. No. What if instead of them uh, wrestling each other, it's going to be a tag situation? Yeah, okay. So they're tagging up to, I don't know, face, I don't know. uh, Baron Corbin. I was going to say Cesaro and, and, I don't know, Nakamura. Miserable. Uh, Baron Corbin and, like, Dolph Ziggler or something. Because then Cena, more long-term storytelling, Cena can then bury, he can humiliate publicly, of mm-hmm. course, Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. which is what we all know Baron Corbin was born to do. Yeah. Be publicly humiliated. Specifically by one John Cena. <laughs> Specifically by John Cena. Exactly. Let's talk Raw Preview. Yeah, let's do that. Got First entry preview. here. Man, this is just a toss-together tag match. Uh, Rusev and Humberto Carrillo right. uh, set to battle Bob Lashley and Angel Garza. What so. the heck? You got two storylines that are completely unrelated. Why not just put them together? Just shove them all together. Just shove them Why all not? together. Next, what lies ahead for Becky Lynch in the wake of Shayna Baszler's attack? Mm-hmm. Probably some stitches mm-hmm. and a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Next, this is this was interesting. Matt Hardy to battle Randy Orton in a no holds barred match. Maybe this will write Matt Hardy off TV. He put a picture of himself on a plane, I think, with a neck brace on. So I hope he wrestles the whole match with neck brace. Who had it? Somebody had it in the news about Matt Hardy turning down. Like yeah, he a, turned down uh, WWE's latest contract yeah. offer. Yeah, I saw that. Well, like you're in the 700000 something like that? Well, I didn't see any. Uh, That's what I thought it was. Any numbers attached to it. But. Yeah, six-figure deal, not quite the edge deal. Um, you got to stay away for a lot longer than that to get yeah. the edge deal. And finally, Seth Rollins to hold sermon on Monday Night Raw. Just call your dang, call your group the church, man. Just do it. It's a cool town to name. Church of Rollins. The Church of Rollins. Yeah, whatever, sir. Sure. Yeah. The church, the congregation. The gospel of Rollins. The gospel. Hey, that's a cool name. They probably want to stay away from like stuff that's like, you know, too like churchy, you know. So I don't know. I don't know, man. The Church of Seth Rollins Every of week Latter-day he Saints. Have, he, should, he should have a segment called the Monday Service. <laughs> yeah. He does like a 20-minute sermon, which puts me to sleep. That's all I remember about church, man. He would just, oh, man, this is the part where that dude just sits up there and talks for days. And then you got to turn the page. You got to do your, the hymn. Yeah. And then you got to, oh, the worst was like having to like give peace to your brothers. Like you got to stand up and be like, peace be with you. Peace oh, be with yeah, you. I never had to do that. The peace time be with the church. you guys big church goers back in the day. Not really now. But every once in a while, huh? Yeah. We go every once in a while. Yeah. The obligatory church. It's usually around Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went, we went weekly for a spell. Yeah. We probably did for a while too. I always liked the post church shenanigans where you get some food in you. Yeah. That was always nice. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Larson, let's go ahead and answer some. Let's open up that mailbag. Yeah. Uh, First from Chris Kaufman. Uh, My son. Yeah. What everyday task do you struggle at? Where to begin? Um, uh, I feel like uh, a lot of days just being a, a functioning adult uh, comes with uh, struggles for me. Really? It's cause I wait, like days like today. Just wake up and like, be honest oh, with myself. Yeah. Just kind of want to go back in bed. Yeah. No, I felt like that when I was sick and I was on the night on the NyQuil. But today I was happy because homeboy came over and fixed my dishwasher. Oh, that's good. Hey, man, I've got a working dishwasher now. I'm coming up in the world, dude. Mm. Um, were, you, were you doing everything by hand before? Yeah, we did it like twice. And then for the rest of the time, we just let dishes sit there. Oh, dude. I'm like, screw it. You know, we got, I went out and got a bunch of uh, paper, paper plates and, and, you know, plastic cups and utensils and stuff. I'm like, damn that. I got a family of like a million people in my house. I'm not doing dishes. What is this, the 1990s? Get out of here with that crap. I mean, dishwasher. We didn't. Yeah, no. We I, didn't have one. Yeah, I know no. they existed. Buell's didn't have one. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. No, I remember the first it time you sucked. said that you, you, you were loading. I didn't know what I was doing. I loading the dishwasher at our apartment in college. Yeah. I'm like, why are you putting the large plates in the top rack? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to close. I don't know what I'm fucking doing here, man. Uh, Ryan Luckman. My, you, my, my spatial uh, acuity was not what was it should have been. not what it should have been because he never loaded a dishwasher. Yeah, man. It's like Tetris, really. you got to figure out the <laughs> right? right place to put everything. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Luckman, do you guys think that NXT should ever add another title and be like a network title or no? Well, Brian, I do think that the Brian. women's division is uh, so big, so stacked, that they could use a mid-card title. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think they should do that. But for the women's division. Yeah. Uh, General Ziffer, would you rather see the fatal four-way mentioned on the takeover recap at Tampa or Cole versus Finn at Mania? Oh, so at Mania itself. You know, cold. You know, one one thing I was thinking about this morning. You had mentioned that that cool fatal four way idea. Yeah, was like I know it's, it'd be a takeover match, but that would theoretically 
maybe preserve a little bit of body as opposed to a one on one match. That match so that you mania. could have a mania match for As we saw with War Games, at least when it comes down to Cole, that seems to be immaterial. I know I know. He can come off the top of that cage and then show up the next day. Let's put a little rib tape on and be fine the next day yeah. for a, a hell of a match against Peter Dude. Yeah. Um we don't usually get multi-person single, you know, like men's title matches per se in NXT. I can't think of the last time it happened, especially on a takeover. It's been a while, I feel like. Um, and considering the depth of the main event scene currently, mm-hmm. it just makes sense. I it feel does. Like. No, it totally does. All those stories seem to be like colliding with each other also. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just from the, the end of last night's takeover. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be great. I think that they always, here's the thing about NXT. They're never afraid to try new stuff. Yeah. You know? And then if you want to get that title off Cole without him taking a pin, done. Yeah, exactly. You know, whether it's Gargano pinning Ciampa or Ciampa pinning Gargano, whatever. And it opens case. up all sorts of stories yes. down the line like yeah. for the rest of the year, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be kind of surprised if that's not the way they go. But, you know, we've been surprised by NXT before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Dakota Stanzel. Uh, what would you, your thoughts be if we got AJ versus Taker at WrestleMania? Granted, AJ is cleared to compete. I think that'd be good. AJ uh, gets a marquee match at WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker uh, gets an opponent who can uh, help him uh, to a, a, real, a potentially a pretty good match. As we saw at Extreme Rules last time Taker wrestled, when he's motivated, uh, he can still deliver um, if he still has that kind of chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, it could be fun. I write my own legacy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, I'd love to see that match. I don't see the problem with it. I think it's great. Uh, Adrian, do we get Ciampa versus Gargano at TakeOver Tampa, or do they find a way to make the four-way for the title along with Cole and Balor? We'll find out more this Wednesday. I kind of feel like if they do the four-way, then either Ciampa or Gargano is walking out of that match with the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can do more Ciampa-Gargano coming out of that uh, if that's what you want. Um. Or and then you know if Undisputed Era move on to Raw or SmackDown, then that's fine. Adam Cole can drop that title without taking an L. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Finn, you know, whatever he wants to do next, he can do. Uh, Julesy, how big of a deal do you think Shane Douglas could have been in the WWE if the Click hadn't shot his run in the foot? If Scott Hall is to be believed, and I'm sure there's some bias there because he was at the center of the whole thing. Uh, I'm not sure it would have mattered all that much because even like, according to him, uh, Yokozuna had didn't like Shane Douglas. I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know because I wasn't there. Yeah, but like seemingly, it just was Ill, an ill fit. It seemed like it. He apparently he wasn't terribly well liked backstage. Um, I don't know in terms of match quality if he was delivering on a regular basis. I know Scott Hall said he was a slow worker in comparison to what. Uh, I heard he was a, like a great athlete. He came in with a huge reputation, but then he was slow, slow and heavy. So who knows? <laughs> um, and then also there was, uh, I think he sat out, which Shane Douglas seems like the kind of guy, just from watching his interviews, he seems like the kind of guy who's like maybe too sensible for the wrestling. I mean, he had a long career, but like apparently he sat out a match because he was like, no, my back is messed up. I'm not going to put myself through this. Where that was during a time when you kind of didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, unless you had to have surgery on something. You 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 went. Yeah. And so he was like, well, no, I want to, you know, I'm not going to kill myself out there. Yeah. And apparently you're just, you're supposed to kill yourself. You're supposed to do that, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Thomas Brian Austin, what would be the best outcome for the Elimination Chamber match this year? 
Okay, so if rumor is to be believed, or the ad, that advertisement is to be believed, because mm -hmm. it hasn't actually been announced yet, but there there was like some advertising for it. Yeah. Roman Reigns, yeah. Daniel Bryan, yeah, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Braun. Nakamura and Braun. And then Bob Roode was in there too. Bob Roode. Okay. So we'll see when that's the lineup, which it probably will change to some some degree. I'd be surprised if Bob Roode. What's the there. match you want to see at Mania? Roman versus the Fiend? Honestly, I kind of feel like it'd be John Cena versus the Fiend. Yeah. That'd be nice. Because I feel like it's too early for The Fiend to lose. And if they have Roman in there, odds are he's going to win. I'll put it this way. If it's Fiend, Roman, and Roman loses, and they actually launch an interesting story off that, I think that'd be great. But if the idea is to put Roman in there opposite The Fiend, for Roman to be the first one to beat him, then I don't want that. Make it Cena versus The Fiend. If we get Roman versus The Fiend... I really wish that they would sort of split, like in terms of the WWE title and the Universal title. You get that that huge win for Drew McIntyre, where the mm -hmm. whole place blows up mm -hmm. for him beating Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of things, you let the Fiend beat Roman <clears throat> and get a freaking long term storyline going, mm -hmm. where he's got to figure out what the heck just happened mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. This dude just no sold three spears and three Superman punches. Yep, you know I have to find his weakness and then. You can balance it out it. that way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this Rus should be this WrestleMania. You know, last WrestleMania was like everybody won. That was like everybody wanted. They should take a darker turn this WrestleMania. Oh, I agree. You know, except with the exception of Drew, because I don't want to see him job to Lesnar. No. With the exception of Drew, just have yeah, all the yeah, good yeah. guys get to like Becky jobs out to Shane yeah, just yeah, in yeah. brutal fashion. Yeah. yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Wrestle dude. Uh, with someone predicting the outcome of Knox versus Kai at TakeOver, what event? Would you love to predict perfectly? Yeah, Casey Michael. Yeah, called totally it all the way down that. to Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Being Dakota Kai's muscle. Were they doing anything on the house show circuit? I'm sure they were. I guess that would be an I'm educated, sure they were. educated thing then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got. I was I, I was six for six in my predictions at TakeOver. Yeah, I didn't good. call that, though. I didn't call the interference, but I yeah. picked all the winners. But I guess if we're talking. It was all like everything was pretty. Like even Gargano Finn. Like I went for Gargano, but it's like. Easily, it was only one confidence point. That was, that was easily could have swung. That was like one of the most predictable takeovers. Mm -hmm. Like the matches were great. You can look. You can have a really predictable card and the matches can still be great yeah. and justify it. Yeah. But there is nothing unpredictable about Not that card. No. Not terribly, no. Uh, what event would you love to predict perfectly? See, the only reason I'd want to predict something perfectly is if uh, 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 there was a wager on the line, and I knew the outcome of something, and it would it would net me some profit by being able to predict it perfectly. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to know everything that's going to happen going into it. I want some. I want the uh, the element of surprise to uh, to 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 still be there. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I just want, I just really want like a good show. And yeah. in fact, like sometimes predictions just sort of gets away of that. Like, I don't know. Like, I really, if I really want somebody to win, like, for example, was it Mustache Mountain? I think. Yeah. In that Worlds Collide. Yeah. I really wanted them to win. You know, especially, uh, I wasn't yeah, going to no, pick, too. I wasn't going to pick them to win. But it's like, if I've got like something on the line, then it's like, what am I going to root for? The people who I want to win or the people that like, I want to win so that I can win predictions. Silly, like, yeah. And predictions are so silly. I was like, oh, how am I going to predict somebody writing something? Um, given what happened at TakeOver yesterday, I kind of feel like it would have made a lot more sense in that match to have DIY lose against Mustache Mountain. Because the last image we had, like everything we've seen since Ciampa had to drop the title is like DIY getting along, mm -hmm. being buddy-buddy. He comes out, hugs Ch uh, Gargano after he beats Cole for the title, mm -hmm. which is like completely out of character. 
uh, and maybe they thought, well, you know, who knows if, if I still say that 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 hug was not meant to be canon. I mean, it was we're on TV. To, we're supposed to forget about that. Um, I probably are, but it happened on TV, so I'm not going to. Um, maybe they thought, well, Ciampa's career could very, very well be over. Yeah, sure. So we'll do it. Um, and then, you know, he comes back. They seem kind of cool. They team up against Mustache Mountain. Win. Mm-hmm. And so, this like the turn just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. For me, is what it felt like. If they had lost, DIY lost against Mustache Mountain. Well, the chemistry is not quite there. What it used to be, uh, that, I can see why that would cause tension. Uh, Johnny losing the fin. He's got a, a, a crisis confidence, uh, maybe an existential crisis of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to what he knows is familiar, which is fighting against Ciampa. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Worlds Collides just feels like so, so long ago anyways. Like, I'm not sure that would have really meant much. But, man, I really want a mustache mountain to win. Yeah, me too. That match was great. JB, when and how do you book the payoff to Knox and Dakota Kai? Hell in a cell. Is there anything they could do that isn't main roster specific? Like, not Hell in a Cell, but what's like the what's like what's the WCW equivalent to Hell in a Cell? World War Three. Uh, well, they don't need three cages. Um, Doomsday cage. <laughs> the cage on top of the cage on top of the cage. <laughs> yeah, that's... Or the... Uh, didn't they do? What about the one with like there's an electric chair in the middle of the cage? Oh, Chamber of Horrors. Chamber of Horrors match. That's what they need to do. We're gonna put an electric and chair. It seems like with that's so with hokey. Raquel uh, Gonzalez involvement, you get some sort of the structure to keep her out of interfering in the match. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Do something new. Yeah, do new. something a new. new kind of cage. Yeah. Uh, Blake Elizondo, Undertaker tra- teleports with the powers of darkness. Powers of darkness. Uh, Bray Wyatt teleports with satanic powers. Yeah. What powers let Velveteen Dream teleport to the top rope? Uh, he also asked, what other wrestlers should gain teleportation powers and from what source? Sex magic. There you go. That's His good. was sex magic. Dark Order has teleportation powers. Do they? Yeah. Lights go down the cup and they're around the ring. I think they just run to the dark. Lights go down they just run it's to dark, the ring. Dark Order powers. <laughs> dark Order powers. Uh, kind of the power to like, never mind. <laughs> go ahead. And Seth, now that he's got this uh, Messiah thing going, he should have teleportation powers too. Well, what was Jesus's powers? He could turn water into wine. Yeah, he walk on water. Fish from bread, right? Or was it the other way around? No. What did he do? He did. Didn't he turn like food into something? He turned something into bread. He turned something into bread. Yeah. What did he turn into bread? I don't remember. I didn't go to church that often. I went to Sunday school. I got mocked once because I was in Arkansas. My my mom. So my sister went through the whole rigmarole process of like confirmation. So she had to go to like classes and stuff to yeah. learn about Bible. Yeah. I didn't want to learn about Bible. I'd always like hole up my room on Wednesday nights because I thought my parents were going to send me there. And one night they did. And I didn't know the most basic, the most basic things in the Bible. Like what was the event that uh, Jesus did his miracle where he did something? It was a wedding. Yeah, it was a wedding. Wintered I didn't know water that. Into wine. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Had no idea. Those kids looked at me like I was just supreme dullard. I should have thrown up the oh, horns of the horns of the devil. It was bread to fish. Well, okay, people, so I didn't know that. People don't like fish. They <laughs> want the bread. They turned bread in it. They turned bread. He turned bread into to, fish. He turned bread to fish. Okay, yeah, fish is like you know it's got you know good proteins and stuff. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> we just don't like fish. You want that bread? <laughs> well, just say hold on a second, Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. Hold on. I'd prefer just, you not perform a miracle here. No, I want, no, no. You can have bread. I want bread to be bread, please. Can we? We had a boat. Take some bread and make some fish. Yeah, Matthew Crentis says stone into bread. That's what I thought it was. 
It was water and the wine, and then and then stone to bread. That's what I thought. Stone and the bread? Yeah, that makes sense. Wasn't bread like hard like stone back then, anyways? Yeah, but you can't eat a rock. Like hardtack. <laughs> can't eat a rock. I don't know, man. Got to bone up my Bible. <laughs> uh, let's I know, see. I know, I know the major story beats. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that he died. And there is a pilot, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. There is a, a Judas, of course, the Judas yeah. effect. What's Judas's last name? Effect. <laughs> Judas, I don't know. What was his last name? Judas Iscariot. Oh, pfft, yes, you know, I don't know, man. Evidently, you're a real... Uh, theologian. <laughs> you're a real theologian. There. Yeah. You're a Bible man. You're like Willie Ames, bro. Gosh, don't say that. It's <laughs> horrible. Mr. Biftop Johnny, as of today, what would be the perfect card? For uh, WrestleMania 26. I think he means 36. <laughs> well, I can tell you what the perfect card for 26 is. WrestleMania uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. There you go. Yeah, there you go. For 36 would be the perfect card. I think they're laying it out right now, man. I just wish they had done like Kofi Brock instead. Like somehow if the planets aligned and everybody's on the same brand and yeah, they got no. back to that, that I probably would have appreciated. They're never going to get back to that. No, they're never going to get back to that. Uh, Brian Purius. Purse, uh, not wrestling related, but are you guys going to the Guns N' Roses concerts this summer? That'd be cool, but no. I'm not really into the huge stadium shows. <laughs> Sorry. Trey Saunders in chat. He turned bread into a bread bowl. He turned bread into breadsticks. <laughs> into breadsticks. Uh, no, no GNR for me. I think they, they got one out in San Francisco, but it's probably cost a ton of money. Do you think it's more expensive than that uh, Rage Against the Machine? Probably not. <laughs> it's like, what, $1,600? For, for the a, charity tickets? Yeah, my goodness. Uh, wait, so Guns N' Roses, where are they playing? I think they have a show in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. Nah, man. Only they're a bunch of aging metalheads. Just too many people. Yeah. Uh, Anthony F., your, live, your life is on the line, and you need one NBA legend. Nobody playing now. Yeah. To make a three-pointer to save you, who are you picking and why? And also, who's your all-time favorite shooter to watch? I'm going with Larry, man. It depends. If it's, if it's a game situation, then it's probably Larry. Yeah. However, well, it's high pressure. However, it's simply uh, uh, open court, no defenders. Page Someone steps up, this needs to hit a three. Yeah, go with, yeah. Give me Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges. Dude, dude was Mr. Three-Point Contest in the, in the early days of it. All right. I'd go if it's I a think nope. He, I think he's the first guy to get a 30 in a, a round. Yeah. That's still a pressure situation. That's not open gym. Like, Page apparently never missed in the open uh, no, gym. No, I understand. But, I mean, if, if, it, if, it, if it's something uh, simulating a game thing where you have a defender in your face. Well, it's Larry. Then it's probably Larry. Yeah. But if it's not. If or it's, Reggie. There's a, a rack of balls. Yeah. And he just has to hit the money ball. Craig Hodges all day. would be messed up if Reggie like missed on purpose and turned around and did the Spike Lee thing. Right? Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but when he does that, you choke. You choke. Exactly. Like he has force powers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's force sensitive. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Huo Long Heavy. Which tag team besides the Young Bucks could win that battle royal? Dark Order. They can win it. <clears throat> Is a, is the is the title shot? Uh, yeah, it's at Revolution, yeah. right? Yeah, it's got to be the Young Bucks, man. They're already doing. They're doing Penta and Phoenix versus those dudes. Yeah, they're getting the dream. Oh, match I don't out think of the I don't think Penta and Phoenix are even in that battle royal. <laughs> Why would they be? Right? I know they're getting their shot. Why would they be? Uh, Real Jamie says, should NXT change their approach to in-ring storytelling? I saw a lot of criticism about this coming out of Takeover Portland. Part of me felt like we were a little too harsh. 
on it, even though like I feel like 99% of our review was just praise, praise, praise. But well, the, mean, end, the end of the match was it was a bit overbooked. Yeah, I mean, like there's two <clears> matches <throat> where the, the finish of the match wasn't terribly satisfying in my estimation. And I mean, we, we said several times that we thought the wrestling itself was all really good. Amazing, really good. So. Uh, here's the thing. I haven't actually seen real Jamie says that they have, but I haven't seen a whole ton of criticism for the overbooking of the ma- of the, the main event. Anyways, um, I, people love that. Like when we got roasted, when we were talking crap about Gargano Cole one. Yeah. And how that was overbooked. I mean, yeah. People love that stuff. Well, I mean, for that, it wasn't so much the overbooking and that the Indisputed Era coming involved. Is that that Gargano was kicking out of everything. Well, that's all kind of over. You know. um, and, uh, you know, he's getting hit by a bus kick out. Yeah. You know, and then at TakeOver, we just saw he, he takes one nineteen sixteen. Yeah. And he, he, he gets pinned, you know. Well, it took a coup de grace first, didn't he? Yeah, but that's typically how Finn orders, yeah. the, you know, orchestrates the finish of his matches. Anyways, so. Uh, and he got something on the outside, too. Yeah, he got he, he took a licking. Um, well, he always does, but like that Cole match, like nothing could keep him down. Yeah, I know. Nothing. Well, no title was on the line this time. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think NXT should change their approach to entering story. I don't think they should change anything. I think that sometimes you take a risk, you do something a little bit different, and it works. And sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, ninety percent of the time, everything they do, they that they do works. Um, you know, sometimes it doesn't. For a lot of people, it did work last night. So, no, I don't think they need to change anything. Keep on doing what they're doing. Uh, Mr. Biftop Johnny, do you think WWE would ever host WrestleMania outside the U.S.? In Canada. Maybe Mexico. Yeah. I don't think they'd ever host a WrestleMania outside of... Uh, the, the continental, like the... North America. I was thinking more just in terms of, like, the time, the, the time East zones. East to, to Pacific. Yeah. It's always going to be somewhere Or in Atlantic. There. Atlantic, because that's like if they decide to have a WrestleMania main, yeah, okay. that's the Atlantic time zone. That's one hour ahead of Eastern time zone. Holy crap! I had no idea there was an extra time zone in this country. Man, I'm learning all sorts of new stuff today. Mm-hmm. That's great. I believe it's like the very tippy. Maybe it's, it might just be part of Canada. That's the Atlantic time zone, but oh, the one yeah. after Eastern. Wow. Part of North affects part of North America. Yeah, that's crazy. Is there any? Are there any time zones just like in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are those called? Like half man? Pacific. What are those called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't use. Don't yell at me for not knowing where they are. You just knew a bunch of other stuff. How many hours are there in the day, Steve? Eh, it depends on the day, really. <laughs> Time is fluid, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's flat circle, huh? Like if it's nothing but water, why would you bother the time zone? Because it's not nothing but water. There's islands, especially uh, in the Pacific. There's islands all over the place. Yeah, you think so? There's islands in the Atlantic too. Interesting stuff, man. Uh, Anthony Tobias, have you guys done the Frendo Awards yet, or did I miss oh, it? Oh, we got we got to do that. I have the results. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, at some point we should probably do that. We'll do that next week. Yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of talking to do. To be honest with you, we got to figure some stuff out. We got ten for the win, but then I'm going to be gone on Wednesday. So well, it's fine. I'm going to add ten for the win this week. We'll do, write we'll write it today. Shoot it today. All right, we'll That's talk really about it. it. We'll talk about it. This is not really the venue to talk about that stuff. Well, you want to push another week? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it here. Okay. Well, that's case. We do friendo words this week. <clears throat> what did I just say? I'm done talking about it right now. All right. I'm going to look at chat here. See if there's any uh, good questions here. Uh... Joe Juarez says, takeovers had the history of not overusing sports entertainment shenanigans to see it used to the degree it was last night was a bit unusual. Uh, let's see here. Adrian C. What culture really loved the show said it could be one of the best takeovers ever. 
Well, that's cool. I mean, I saw a couple of these. I don't, I don't think it's even close to one of the best takeovers ever, but that's cool. Uh, Steve Bradley says, BS Larson, only Atlantic region of Canada has Atlantic time. I just said that. It's like I thought oh, part of Maine did, but maybe it was just Canada. Stevie Bradley, expert on. See, if I have questions about time zones, I'm going to go to Stevie Bradley from now on. <laughs> Alex C says, I'm sure tides and ocean currents are very reliant on knowing the exact time. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. Um, I'll go back a little bit and see if there's any more actual questions here. Uh, <laughs> Minion says, if Seth is the architect, does he know Art Vandelay? <laughs> Wait, Art Vandelay was an importer-exporter. He was an Vandelay Vandelay Industries. And then he was, that was importer imported and he was in latex. There's two different things, I think, yeah. Art Vandelay. I don't know if he was ever an architect. I think George Costanza wanted he to be wanted an architect. He wanted to be an architect. But I don't know if Art Vandelay And he wanted to be a, like a, I thought he wanted to be like a. Hmm. Like a sea. Like oh, a, marine biologist? Marine biologist, No, he yeah. lied about that. Oh, okay. And then when the whale was beached. Uh, uh, he had to do something about it because he already said, I think, that he was a marine biologist and then you yeah. could tell there was something blocking the blowhole yeah. so he pulled the golf ball out. The tide was angry that day. Kermit uh, says, is that a titleist? Oh, this is some. This is a... We didn't really talk about this because huh. it's kind of non-news-ish. Uh, J.S. Wooten says, MLW needs to partner up. MLW apparently is going after WWE for tampering with their contracts. Um, so who on their roster do you think WWE is tar- targeting? Jacob Fatu, uh, Tom Lawler. What does he call himself? Filthy Tom Filthy Lawler. Tom Lawler. Dirty Tom Lawler. The, the real D Malenko uh, Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hammerstone. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Fatu is, is outstanding. Fatu's cool, man. Yeah, he's good. Um, I don't know who else on their roster. MJF. <laughs> <laughs> They're going after MJF. Uh, Penta. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stevie Bradley says, Larson found me a pair of Ultra Boost 20 in my size. So comfy. Awesome. I know he's having trouble uh, getting, you know, like they only make Ultra Boost, I think the size 13, at least oh. 12 or something. Trey Saunders says, uh, Pillman Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like him a lot. He's yeah, he's good. good. He's real good. Alex C says WWE snaked Garza and Carrillo from MLW. I don't think I knew that. I didn't know that one. Hmm. Um, yeah, at some point you got to defend your territory. Yep. But it's like I don't know, man. I if I was if I was a wrestler these days, I sign a contract. It'd have a WWE out clause or an AEW and an AEW out clause or a new in a New Japan out clause. I'd be like, listen, man, you can have my services. Unless MLW is paying like really good money, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about any of that stuff. <clears throat> Joe Horace says, being an architect, not as glamorous as Hollywood makes it out to be. Yeah, I wouldn't think it is. Mm-mm. Probably just a lot of like math and drawing and stuff. Well, then, it's, you know, you, you think architect, architects every time you drive by like a really cool looking building. Mm-hmm. Wow, an architect did that. Yeah, every, but he also did. Every boring, nondescript hotel you drive by, an architect did that, every too. Every crappy, you know, uh, uh, strip, strip mall. Strip mall. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was designed by an architect. So. Mm-hmm. You think WWE's trying to get after Teddy Hart? Trey Saunders said trying to get Teddy Probably Hart. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably hard not. to reach him now anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, all right, anyways, that's enough for the show, man. 
um, over on uh, on Overrun today for patrons. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Ruthless Aggression episode and one show. Channel members, we're going to talk about Ruthless Aggression series episode number one. Yeah, uh, and then uh, we'll just shoot the shoot the S for a little bit too. Well, this is an audio podcast. I can say shoot the shit. I yeah, can do that you can. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, our SmackDown review, I don't think got no got notified. Yeah, I don't think got any notification. So if you're looking for that on YouTube, it's there. It's there. It's also available here on the audio form as well. So uh, yeah, people are really just that disinterested in SmackDown. It's possible, but I didn't get a notification on my phone, so I know I didn't get a notification. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.